Welcome to the Soccer Podcast, where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world, and everything in between. My name is Sebastian, and this week I'm joined here by Dwayne. Man, Sebastian, it's been a good weekend last weekend, another big weekend this upcoming weekend, and the soccer world, we're back. Spring season's back. We're a quarter of the way done with the year, by the way. Oh, wow. We're almost. Yeah, it's April 1st, April Fool's. Yeah. Hey, not crazy uh, the, yeah the year's flying year's almost gone <laughs> yeah it's um, fine yeah so let, let's do a little recap of uh of last week um kind of a interesting tournament in the sense of like weather uh we ended up with somewhat of a cold day on saturday and then uh ended up with uh snow on sunday yeah it was About colder day, on like, sunday man it was rough yeah but uh on the girls side had some really good results um had some wins for a lot of our teams um 2013 girls made it to the final so congratulations to them and coach natalie and continue her three for three finals run <laughs> um and then the 2012 girls made it to the final the the top group there made it to the final um so overall you know two two finalists there a couple of wins with some other teams and on the boys' side, the 2012 boys made it to the final. So that was that was good. So overall, good good results for, for our teams. Good start to the spring season. And this week, we start our league games. Yeah. So, yeah, we're flying. We're in there now. We're full steam ahead. Um, We've got two games on Sunday. I don't know who scheduled them back-to-back in two different places, but we'll figure it out. And we'll get rolling. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I got three games on Sunday. I got one at home, two away. But I think mine work out where I can make everything, hopefully. I mean, out. luckily I have an assistant coach because I'm going to leave point A and go to point B. And hopefully I don't have to lock up Middletown Village because there's no way that's going to happen. Uh, No, you're not the last one at Middletown Village. Yeah, good. Because I play at 11.45. I shouldn't be anyway. No, no, no. There's a game coming on right after, right after you. So um, the interesting part is the fact that <clears throat> um, I, my assistant coach usually travels with me, so he can't really get to games early. <laughs> he just gets to the games whenever, whenever I do. He just shows up. Just shows up. So one of my assistant coaches, I have two of them. So the other one is always there. So he's the responsible one. I well, not they're both responsible, but he's the one that has his own transportation. <laughs> yeah, Luis. Luis just shows up, man. He just gets that Uber, that free Uber. Yeah, Fruber. Well, yeah, the only the only referee I know getting rides to games uh, by the as coach. An adult, as an adult, by the by the other team's coach. <laughs> That's right. You gave him like, a ride once, right? Yeah, like, hey, I got the ref. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Here he is. Yeah. Um. So no, Hokus and tournament. Hokus and tournament was good, enjoyable. Yeah. Um. And then the big days tomorrow. Yeah, so rec season starts tomorrow. Discovery season starts tomorrow. Um, been a long time coming. New location. We're at Odessa for the first time, so we'll see how that goes. See if Sebastian's hard work and at his uh, high school facility pays off. Uh, but looking forward to the season. You know, we've got a lot of kids. We have like close to 700, 800 kids participating this spring. Yeah. So looking forward to that season starting tomorrow. Yeah, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. You know, I you know I finished painting the fields this week, uh, so shout out to Adrian for helping out with that. 
also want to send a big shout out to Chuck. Uh, Chuck, Chuck. Chuck is the um, is in charge of all the fields at Odessa for the school district. Uh, so should, big shout out to Chuck. Chuck's trying to figure out how to get a robot. It's like, man, it makes no, Chuck. Easy. Yeah, Chuck. Chuck. Chuck likes the robot. So him and I, him and I are, are going to become close. We're going to become friends. Yeah, and Chuck's like us. I see where you're going here with this, man. You're gonna make my life a lot easier. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. So big shout out to Chuck. Uh, he's he's been a great help in this entire thing, and he's gonna be uh, helping us out throughout some different things. So um, so thanks to Chuck there. But Chuck. Uh, yeah. Um, he's just got like a he's got like a hard worker's name, Chuck. Yeah. Yeah. Chuck's a good guy. I like Chuck. <laughs> um. So what do you what do you think what do you think about tomorrow? Are you, are you excited? Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready for it to be here. Ready to get games kicked off, players playing, coaches coaching, cheerleaders cheering. As Lil right. Wayne said, that's right. a Lil Wayne quote right there. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, it's just been a long time. And before you know it, 3v3 will be here and everybody will be excited for that because that's right around the corner. That's right. Yeah. Get signed up now. <laughs> Well, now yeah. Registration link is on the website. Sign up. Now. All right, sign up now. It's though. open. Let's go. Because it's closed in a month. Let's go. It's open. <laughs> Party time. Get ready for three v three. Get you get your tents ready. Yeah. Um. So exciting stuff so far. So I'm looking forward to it. Um. Today we have an interview with Luisa Meza. So we interviewed Luisa again. Another one of our uh, thanks to Luis uh, for for grabbing for. <laughs> For grabbing Luisa and uh, getting her to to join our podcast, so Luisa is a professional beach soccer player, plays for the Portugal national team. Um, so she's going to talk to us about beach soccer and the phenomenon that is uh, beach soccer. Yeah, another another aspect of soccer. You got regular soccer, you've got futsal, we've got beach soccer now. Yeah, so I'm waiting. For, I'm waiting for moon soccer. Moon soccer. Handball, soccer. Isn't that just handball? <laughs> uh, no, I'm just throwing different things. You're just throwing out there. out there. You're just throwing soccer out there. It's just, it's just gonna build. Can we do water soccer? There you go. I'm just trying to put my stamp on it. Yeah, there you go. Nice. Yeah, so we'll listen to Luisa. So, Sebastian, um, we got Luisa Mesa, uh, a beach soccer player from Portugal. Not only a beach soccer player, national team player. <laughs> national team player. <laughs> Beach soccer player from Portugal. Luisa, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Nice to be here. Yeah. So let's talk about beach soccer. Yeah. So we don't know a lot about beach soccer. We have beaches in Delaware, but we don't have beach soccer. Right? You don't have beach soccer at all? Like, you've never seen anyone play it on the beaches there's out there? Tournament. There's a tournament in Ocean City. There's, yeah, there is beach okay. soccer tournaments. We've, I've done beach soccer training. Yeah, I, I've so done you training. know what that's about, right? I've like, done training. I've done training with my teams. We've gone down to the beach for a couple hours to train. Yeah, like a preseason workout yeah, and, yeah. and things like that. And it's and how a, did you find it? Like doing trainings on the sand? Uh, it's challenging for the players. Yeah. The girls, the girls loved it though. I think oh yeah. They, I think they enjoyed it. I think mm-hmm. it it you know like. It, when we were talking earlier about futsal, yeah, with futsal you're using the the sole of your foot, mm-hmm. and uh, I feel like with beach soccer you're using the top of your foot. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, more, and you're more. juggling, yeah. and you're because the sand is unpredictable, right? So if I give you a pass on the sand, you're expecting the pop, the ball to come right to you like it would in futsal or grass, and it hits a little divot and it goes the other way, and you're like, whoa. Yeah. So like you have to keep the ball up in the air a lot more it's more predictable and so it really tests your finesse and your technique of like keeping the ball up so it's much more aerial um 
but like you trained in it, it's it's super difficult, oh, yeah. you know? The surface that's pulling you, every step that you do, even a walk on the beach, you're like, oh, I'm tired, you know? But it's like- It's fighting against you. It's 100%, <laughs> yeah. it is 100% going against every 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 muscle. Yeah. Totally. It's, it's, not like for, a struggle. it's not for the kind-hearted, man. It's no, it's not. Right it humbles you real quick, you know? Oh, yeah. I've, I had, um, trying to get, you know, grow the interest of beach soccer, getting like more adult, you know, female players that I know at the professional level to come and play and it humbles them real quick. They're like, oh man, I'm not so fast on the sand. <laughs> or the ball is not doing what I want it to do in the sand because yeah. obviously it's unpredictable with the grooves of the sand, you know? Um, but I think if, it, if, if you do it and it's like with anything, if you get that spark, you're like, oh man, I love this. Like, and you want it, you want it more and more and more. Beach was like that for me. That's how I got into it. I like kind of got thrown into a tournament that I was like, what is this? Like, I, don't even, I just kick it around at the beach for like chill, but yeah. I didn't know it was real, like a real you know game or anything. And so when I got thrown into it, I was like, whoa, I love this. Like I want to, and I got humbled real quick. I'm running, I like trip over the ball or like I mess up on a pass. I'm like, whoa, this is a whole different beast, like a whole different animal, you know, like I need to learn how to, like technical skills of beach soccer it's like totally different and um but i love it because it's a challenge in a different part of my career i played pro 11 aside even futsal pro and then when the beach got thrown in i was like whoa this is a whole nother game i and i love it it's the end of my career and you know i'm i'm super honored to like have made the national team for portugal and you know i only have a you know a couple more years left and but like to play you know for your country it's you know one of the biggest like achievements you know that you can make and so super super humbling and proud moments that i had last year for sure how is uh how is and i know i i got to watch um i want to say it was either the the youth olympic games or the pan-american games something like that where yeah they actually televised a lot of the beach soccer yeah in, in south america and I, I got to watch a lot of that and it was it was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Um, but how have you seen the growth of the game since you started? Yeah, so I started in 20, I guess more really real beach soccer 2017, around that time. And uh, exponential growth. Like the level of the game has grown um, in that time. Um, not only, you know, in the US, but like globally. And especially the women's game is like, like I said, and just in the past year, like all these national teams like popping up for the first time, right? Like, so it's really, it's growing fast. And I think it's another opportunity for players once they finish, like, especially here in the US, like once they finish, you know, collegiate soccer, like what's the next thing, right? So it's another avenue, you know, you have futsal, okay, you have 11 aside pro, and then you have beach pro. And now with the national team in the US here, um, it's another avenue of players having opportunities to try different, and to travel. I mean, I've played in some beautiful beaches around the world. Like, who doesn't want to be on the beach? Yeah, right? Like, and around the world, some beautiful spots, like, and, you know, uh, Again, it's. I think I want to draw attention to the game more and more, and I think um, it's deserving of that. And I think for I want it to be an Olympic sport. I want us to have our World Cup. The men's has a World Cup yep. for beach soccer, and the women's we don't yet. So that's a a big goal I think um, for beach soccer worldwide, which is the the organization um, under FIFA um, that they run with. Um, and so I know they've seen exponentially the growth of women's beach soccer, and so they see 
the desire that we have to want what the men have and equality, right? And so they're pushing to, to make that happen. I think in the next couple of years, they're working on making the it to be a World Cup for the women's. <clears throat> and then the next step is to get the game into the Olympics, right? Yeah, that would um, be awesome. Yeah, it would be really cool, right? So we have some artificial beaches, though, some places. Yeah, yeah. So in Russia, it's huge. I don't know if you guys know this. Beach soccer is massive. So the men, the Russian men, are the champions right now. Of, uh, they won last year for the World Cup. And they have, like, several indoor facilities that they have, like, because in Russia, right, it's, like, half the year, more than half the year is snow, right? So, but they have these leagues and it's like it's so established there and you think out of like all these places in the world like Russia yeah. really like and England too their women's national team is one of the best in the world top three in the world and they're freezing more it's than always like, raining. it's always raining right but they they rally and they go and so like um, yeah I think it's exponentially grown in the past like four or five years like super quick um, and it's exciting because I just think if it's happened like that in four or five years what's going to happen in the next four or five years you know well and it's really cool just because it expands the game right if you so if you think about so if you say Portugal from a soccer standpoint yeah everyone automatically goes to Ronaldo right totally yeah. but at the same time you can also go if you go deeper into it mm -hmm. the Portuguese futsal national team is oh yeah Ricardinho yeah oh yeah right? yeah yeah so, so it, I feel like there's a lot of countries in Europe that are mm -hmm. developing, not necessarily, maybe if you look at it from the 11 side game, mm -hmm. at times they're developing, at times they're not, and maybe it doesn't look like they are, but yeah. they're developing at a deeper level in oh, different yeah. parts of it, right? Oh yeah, so, for sure. Um, so what's it what's it like to uh, to a represent your country, mm -hmm. but b to to now see the growth here and in, and in, in Portugal? Yeah. So being dual national, you know. Uh, I had to make a decision, right? Like which country I was going to represent. So I was born here in the U.S., um, but all my family's from Portugal. And um, but I've always sided with my Portuguese side of the heritage. And um, I played in Portugal eleven aside professionally, and so I knew I kind of had my heart there, you know. And, and so in August, I kind of had to make, you know, a decision. And so it just. I just it felt more natural to go that way and so to represent your country is you know one of the things that any athlete that's where you want to be right it's it's an honor it's and like I said with Portugal you know such a soccer rich country right in 11 aside with Ronaldo and then Ricardinho and in, in yeah. futsal and then major of uh, in, in beach soccer you know and to play for for that soccer rich country for me it was it's a dream come true like i felt like i was dreaming in the moments that i was there putting on my kit and like all of it like teary moments singing the national anthem like like and under wearing the kit and singing the anthem it's i can't explain the feeling you know it's like it's it's just pure passion and, and love right and um on your second question about you know the development and it moving i'm just excited the U.S. side is such a huge, huge country that I think there's so many players that are out there that could potentially like play beach soccer professionally and make the national team, but don't even know about beach soccer, right? And so for me, you know, being from the U.S., I want to see it grow. I want to see. I can see the opportunity get bigger and bigger, and I would love that for the U.S. Obviously, like Portuguese side, I want the same, but I definitely know what can happen in the US and that's what excites me about the growth of the game both because I feel like I'm I'm part of both countries right like but to see both of those grow like uh, I would love it it's a win-win like, situation yeah and then so like I know pretty much all my friends are like on the US team and so we always talk about what would it be like to 
play against each other because <laughs> my club team's from California, right? I think there's like six players on the U.S. team, um, and we always say, okay, yeah, we're teammates for our club team, but when it comes down to like playing against each other for our countries, like, what's that going to be like, you know? So what is that? Let's talk about some of the finer yeah. details of beach soccer. Yeah. So how many players against how many players? Yeah, so it's five against five. Yeah. You have a goalkeeper. The goalkeeper, I would say, is like like American football is the quarterback, right? The goalkeeper um, has to be very good with their feet. Oh, yeah. Unlike, yeah, 11 aside, they can kind of get away with that, right? Like futsal, they can kind of get away with it. With beach, you can't. If you don't have a goalkeeper that can't use their feet, you're like playing with a man down. Um, and they start the play. They And they can shoot because yep. the, the field's smaller. So literally, if no one presses the goalkeeper, the goalkeeper can put it, lift it, put it on their thigh, take a couple thigh touches, and shoot and score. It's not. It's it's. It happens often. Um, or don't tell the, the goalkeepers that at our club. <laughs> That's, that was one of the things that really surprised me. When I was watching on TV. Yeah. And I might have been watching the World Cup. Yeah. I, I can't remember what exactly I was watching, but I know I was watching beach soccer, and it uh -huh. was really exciting. But I, that was one of the things that I, when I was watching it, it was it was the idea that it was the goalkeepers juggling. Yeah. And then just taking the volley and just. Yeah, totally. And that's their, especially if your team's down, right? Yeah. And the other team knows if they don't, if they press the keeper and the keeper's very technically sound, they can play over that person and they're, you're one, one player ahead, right? So if the opposition doesn't press the goalkeeper, the goalkeeper's like, hey, I'm just going to go and, yeah. and set myself up for a volley shot, which is amazing, right? And keepers don't, you know, and in, in, in futsal or 11, they don't have the opportunity to score. Yeah. But in beach, they do, and they can be what wins games or what loses games. Yeah. When you have a keeper who can't use their feet, it's trouble. It's, it's real trouble. Yeah. So that's I think one really cool part of beach soccer, like that. You know, everyone can play. Everyone has to play. Well, you you, have, you, yeah, have, to you play. have to. Right? If uh, we played against teams where like the keepers very um, insecure with their feet, oh my god, and like we just you just pound Blood on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what's awesome about the sport. It has all these different things that, like, you know, futsal and and eleven side don't have, and it's fun, you know. So what are some of the other rules? So some of the other rules. So they just implemented this last year. It's four seconds um, that the keeper has. So before it this and this is a game changer because um, before uh, the keeper had unlimited time with the ball. So what would happen is, so say the team was ahead, right, and you have like. So it's 12-minute periods, three 12-minute periods. Um, so say the keeper had the ball, right, and uh, they're up to to by two goals, and the keeper could just step on the ball and just chill. Like once they get out of their their box, they can they pull the ball ball outside the box because you have four seconds in the box, the yeah. keeper. But once the the ball's out of the box, the old rules was the keeper could just chill on the ball, and if they're not getting pressed, they can waste time. They can waste time. Or the keeper has the ball, they play the defender, the defender plays them back, they can just chill on the ball. And like, and so it would be very difficult for teams, right? And then the keeper just would delay the game forever. And now the keeper doesn't have that opportunity. Whether they're inside the box or outside the box, they have four seconds. So it requires the keeper, again, to have to use their feet. Like, because if they're outside their box and the ball comes, well, they can't use their hands and also they have four seconds so they have to play quick and they have to be under that pressure no other player has that pressure of four seconds which again I think okay oh yeah it should be easy but if someone was telling me I have four seconds with the ball like 
you get in this panic mode, oh, yeah. right? Like, like four seconds is a long time until you like start to count it. You're like four, <laughs> three, two. Yeah, like, yeah. Slips, and then you have the this guy like doing this, and you're like, ah, uh, you know, and, all, and you're the last person, right? So. Um, even more now with that rule of four seconds, the keeper has to be on their game, like big time. So that's another rule that is a big, big rule that they just adjusted to um, in the game, which again, I think forces the fact that the keeper is so important and relevant in beach soccer. And it, it's it's important in any 11 or futsal, but even more so in beach, you know? Um, I like the fact that whenever there's a free kick, right? Yeah. They, they build a little mountain. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's interesting, and everyone has their own way of doing, way it. Of doing it. Yeah. So I recently played last month in the Brazilian league in the in the championship, and they barely put any mountain. They just clear, and so you can't use your hands. So you have to use your feet if you're going to make a mountain, and then you use the ball to clean like yeah. the divot in front. So like you clean the ball, or the, with the ball you clean the sand. And then with your feet, you can help to put a mound, and then you do a little circular motion, and then you put the ball on top. But the Brazilians literally use the sand to clear it up, and then they put the ball down. They don't make like a mountain super high. It's very interesting. They have, and all of them were were doing this. And what how I learned was you have to make a little mountain, like yeah. you know. Um, but I started trying out their like style, and you know, hit or miss. Like some things like were good about it, but it's interesting to watch. Every player has their own technique of how to do that. And every what's also like you bring up free kicks. Every free kick could be a goal anywhere on the field because it's not big. You don't have a wall. Like in a level side, you have a wall. In futsal, you have a wall. In beach, you don't have a wall. If, it, if the foul was made on your side of the field, everyone has to be in like a, in a V, so between where the, the flag is, um, in a V, right? And then you can go. If you're on their side um, and the foul was made, everyone has to be in a line, in line with the ball, right? So every free kick could be a goal. Um, it's interesting. It's so you have to be very careful not to foul players, um, and that's something that I think a lot of players. It's difficult to control your your body, but also it's your mind of saying, "Hey, like I get, I got to be careful. If I foul her here, dude, it could be a goal." Like, and in eleven aside, unless you're really close, like, and you're a baller like Beckham to like bend it in, you know, like, you know, it's, well, it's difficult on, to score. A yeah. baller. Free kick. You're from Portugal, and you go David Beckham. You don't even. Oh, really sorry, Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Sorry, you're right. You're I'm right. Just, okay. I'm okay. Just yeah. Call me on it. Call me on it. I like it. <laughs> um, yes. Sound like that guy's. A baller like Ronaldo. All right. Yes. Thank He's you for thank kicks. you for correcting me. You're, you're right. You're right. I'm just That's trying to trying to keep that shirt on your that <laughs> national yeah, team yeah, jersey, yeah. right? Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Let's clear up. A baller, baller like Ronaldo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really fun. If you again have a good shot, any shot anywhere on the on the field, you can score. That's what's fun, and the game can change super fast. Like all the way to the last like whistle, like it can go. Like, and I think that's what's fun about the sport is that there's a lot of goals, and the game can change super fast. Um, and uh, you can score from a kickoff. Like, there's a lot of times like teams like score off kickoffs. So it's like, imagine a team just scored and that little moment of like, you know, distraction and like you're not focused, the other team scores a goal right on kickoff. You're like, oh man, we just scored. Like, and then they, you know, they see that you're distracted or, you know, out of your focus. And then they play a ball where you're like, oh, 
and then by the time like you react like they're already shooting and the keeper too you know so it's cool all these little things that are differences but they're they're fun because it's new right and when people watch i'm sure like when you watch you're like whoa what's going on here oh, yeah. like you know you're like whoa this well, is crazy. exciting yeah it's definitely it's yeah. definitely exciting yeah for 100%. sure yeah yeah so what's right. like the average amount of like goals in the game yeah that's good um i would say like at least always above five it's rare that a game's less than that it's usually if it's super close um then it's like you know like a normal 11 aside like two to one or something like that but usually five or more like it's a lot of goals like that hammer, the, hammer the over we'll take the over <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> so betting you're just getting some inside betting you know? <laughs> for sure Start going, putting money down beach soccer, beach soccer yeah, yeah just hit the yeah. over i think they do have it i no, think they, they, yeah. sure. i'm sure they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i think i don't know too much about betting but i think that yeah. they do have it yeah just no go over five <laughs> yeah. All right, Dwayne. Oh yeah. Uh, so, who are your three favorite soccer players of all time? And it can be beach soccer players. I was players, just gonna say, yeah, like, it can be any, anything, Anybody. any, any very. If you also, they don't have to be from Portugal you, either. Before you answer that, <laughs> thank you for before that. Before you answer that, yeah. um, are you going to now try the uh, the beach soccer volleyball that they do in Brazil? Oh, the I've, football league. Oh my God, that it, thing is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And so our national team coach, um, he. He runs a school, a football school in yeah. Portugal, and he's always said to all the girls, like, we should come out for that, like, and learn how to play that, because it perfects, like, your touch and oh, like, yeah. things like that. So, um, I would like to try, yes. Uh, I have tried. It's really, really hard. Yeah. It's really hard. It, again, they make it look so easy, but it's really difficult. You have to have, your first touch has to be spot on every time, like, because you have to return it, right? Yeah. If your first touch is bad, then the, you yeah. lost that point, right? And so, uh, it it really makes you perfect your technical skill of playing yeah. football. But yeah, I would love to, to get involved with it, especially with our national team coach running a school of it, you know? I think um, I just found my new career. <laughs> be in charge of the UWS Beach Expansion. Yes, and that'll be my do title. it, like, yes. You know, yes. the weather's not going to be bad. No, sure. Dude, you're going to be on some nice beaches, like. Yeah, absolutely. It's not, I like, I'm, why am I going to be in Kansas City? It's going to be freezing cold. There's no beach here, right? So I'm going to be in, like, Florida. Yeah, I'm be Hawaii. In, like, Texas, Hawaii. Yeah, California. Be in charge of UWS expanding. There you go. I'm not going to Delaware in the, in the winter, right? I'm going to go in the, in the summer when it's nice. There you go. There you go. I'm going to present that at the AGM. <laughs> I love it. So three favorite soccer players. Three favorite soccer players. Male, female, anyone? Anybody. Okay, so I just met the legend. Not met her, but I, uh, Carly Lloyd was here. Yeah. And she's been my idol since I was a kid and I played a little rally of tech ball with her oh, nice. oh, I was awesome. like super hot and sweaty and like very nervous but yeah it was cool and I was like hey good game and she was like yeah yeah so it was really cool to like be in the same room as her but then just to like get thrown in to play a little bit of tech ball with her was cool so she's still not retired <laughs> yeah she's, she's still not retired really. yeah her touch is ridiculous too I'm like and she was said even in the talk she was like oh I haven't touched the ball in like two it's been two or three months she's been retired and like she goes out there and her touch is spot on I'm like oh geez yeah we were joking when she was at the farewell tour and then the tour just kept going and then like she retired from the U.S. national team and then she was still playing in her playoffs. Oh, yeah. Now she's playing tech ball. She's still not retired. No, no, no. I don't think she ever will. She'll always be part of the game <laughs> yeah. in some form. So for sure, her... I'm Portuguese, so Ronaldo, I mean, he's, you know, I, I had the opportunity to watch him play. Um, I watched Portugal at the Benfica Stadium. It was in maybe October. Um, so it was awesome to see him, like, super close up, too, and, like, just see his technical skill and his ability. So, for sure, and he's a machine, right? Yeah. To be at his age and to continue to play at such a high form is, is very inspiring. Um, 
And then my last one has to be in beach soccer, and he's Portuguese, and his name is Madger, and everyone knows him in beach soccer. You know, he's a legend. He's won, you know, Player of the Year, similar like Ronaldo, many, many years. And he's retired, I think, almost two years now. And, you know, I had the opportunity. My first international experience was playing under him for sporting uh, Portugal. And, um, like I said, he was a big part of my professional career as a beach soccer player and continues to be now. And just giving me advice and, you know, a lot of mentorship, like, along my beach soccer game, it's... I couldn't be more grateful for him in my life and he's such a humble and, and amazing person you know like he's super famous in Portugal but he's like a super chill guy you know like and says hi to everyone and like just genuine person right like wants to help as much as he can you know so I think those three you know I I definitely idolize for what they do on and off the field because yeah. I think it's important that too like um, you know as a as a professional athlete like what you do in your game okay yeah it gives you a name but what you do outside too is like what do you do like well how do you use your platform and your how do you expose yourself to expose other things that are really important in the world you know how do you utilize that to like change or you know make differences right and i think those three you know players they do a lot and I think Carly's gonna do some amazing. I'm excited for her. What is she gonna do? You yeah. know, in the, in her next chapter of her life, right? Beach, it might be beach soccer. It might be beach soccer. I would love it. And you then would, yeah. Ronaldo, you know, he's coming up. You know, like you know, in the next five years, retiring. What is he gonna do? And later in his life, you know, I know he does a lot for his island. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm from islands too, not the same group as his, but um, from Portuguese islands. And I know, you know, he's done a lot to like help his island. And so I think. It's exciting to see like what you know these players do in their retirement. You know, I think it will show a lot about their character. You so know? you think Ronaldo retires in five years? Okay, ten years probably. Like, I was gonna say, I, he strikes me as like the Tom, like a Tom Brady. Yeah, like he's gonna continue. Like to keep his going. body's a machine. Like yeah. he again, like they've done a lot of these tests, right? Like he oh, has yeah. like they're like amazed by his retention of his mus uh, muscles, like to like just stay as fit as he, at, he is right so yeah. like yeah I wouldn't be surprised that I could yeah. see him like I could see him doing like a 10 year stint in MLS be like a 10 year oh yeah yeah for sure I mean I'm excited that he's back at Manchester and see what he does you know he's doing some cool stuff and it's you know they've had a hard season but again it, like they just recently interviewed him I think last week or the week before and you know they're struggling a bit but he he's like it's just a mental challenge like we have to push and yeah. you know like and he's always been on you know the success you know winning teams and now he decided to go back to Manchester and they're having some hard times but you know he's a full believer in like hey we got to work on this as a unit as a team that's the only way we're going to continue and move on you know you have the best player in the world but they can only do so much it's the team that they have to be in you know and he's a believer of that and so it's cool to see and hear him talk about that you know absolutely well but, Louisa yeah thank you so much for for, for coming on. Really Thank you so much. It. Yeah. Thank you. Where right. can we find you on social media? Yeah, Luisa Meza 13 on Instagram. There and you go. yeah, follow me. Yeah. And we'll be on the lookout. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. She'll be All on right. the beach somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're back. Uh, Duane, it's April 1st, the long awaited April 1st day that everyone's been waiting for for the last three years, four years, eight years. Um, oh, the World Cup draw! I was that's like right. Say, like April, I'm like April Fools happens every year. No, 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 not not April first, twenty twenty two. That only happens once. Yeah, the World Cup draw happens in about thirty minutes as we're recording it. When it no, posts. it happened no an hour and a half noon eleven o'clock. I thought no, that's the that's like the broadcast. Oh, uh, never mind. 
It starts at noon. It starts at noon. Okay. Don't worry. I got you. I got, got the inside scoop. I got the inside scoop. I got I got I got somebody regardless. Whoever's listening to the podcast is in Qatar. Whoever's listening to the podcast, you're gonna you already know what you already know, you already know the results, but we don't. And I think that's gonna be the fun part of this little game that I've created. All right. So before we get into that, because uh because we we do have a little little not game, we can call it a game. Um, but here is what we want to talk about first um the u.s makes it into the world cup um finally finally good win um <laughs> good good win against el salvador el salvador right no, no play costa rica costa rica costa rica. no no the one the game before panama panama yeah good win against panama um we lost against costa rica and then lost to costa rica which Again, you're trying to leave it. You know, you had that five goal differential. You you're playing it close to the best at that point. But yeah, you're playing against like Kaylor Navas too, who's like one of the best keepers in the world. So yeah. it's like, uh. but but overall, I mean, the first time in since like the 1950s that the U.S. has gone scoreless into halftime in Costa Rica. Yeah, so it was confusing because they kept saying San Juan, so I thought the game was in California, but then I'm like. We play one home match and two away. Like, why are we playing in San Jose? Oh. It's like San Jose, but funny me, you know, there's more than one or Santo Domingo. I thought they said San Jose during the broadcast. Oh, it might be San Jose, not San Juan, because San Juan would be Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Yeah, Yeah. I caught myself there. Yeah, there you go. See. Um the US was in San Juan a couple days ago. That's right. That's why. So the US is in um also let's talk about the the african qualifiers yeah that was crazy yeah senegal beating egypt once again again, again. once again in pks with a little bit of a controversy uh, they beat them uh, once they beat some laser some lasers some lasers in salah's face uh before he... trying to help correct his vision so he can score some goals <laughs> um so Senegal is in, so is Morocco, uh, so is Tunisia, so is Cameroon, and so is Ghana. That's not good for the U.S. And then um, that's really not good for the U.S. So Costa Rica is going to play the uh, Costa Rica will play the Costa Rica will play New Zealand, and then uh, Peru in the other um, playoff. Peru from Commonwealth will play the winner of um, the United Arab Emirates versus Australia. So the winner of the Emirates versus Australia will play Peru. Out of that, we'll have the. So it's the first time in history that the World Cup draw is happening without every single team in the World Cup already been selected. Yeah, yeah, it's um, that's weird. Yeah, and then we also have, and then we also have, um, Scotland. Having to play um, Ukraine, or no, sorry, Wales having to play Ukraine. Uh, no, sorry, Wales is already in. It's Scotland versus Ukraine. The winner of that plays Wales. Then we figure out who gets into the World Cup from that. Gareth Bale is just working on his golf game. Just, just a lot, a lot of confusing stuff. But all right, Gareth so, Bale is just over there swinging his. So we're gonna do a little clubs. game. We're gonna do a little game. So obviously, our two countries that we. We we support in this podcast Argentina and the USA, right? I don't know about we, but 
Sure. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna do. We're gonna do. We're gonna. We're gonna try to. We're gonna try to guess the the World Cup draw ahead of time. Okay. But we're only gonna do. We're only gonna do the groups for Argentina and the USA. I've got the USA's group. And see and see how close we get. So in pot one, all right? Pot one, Qatar, Brazil, Belgium, France, Argentina, England, Spain, Portugal. That it goes by FIFA rankings. Okay. So that goes by FIFA rankings. So who do you think out of pot one? Uh, the USA gets. Hold on, I gotta pull up the pot one real quick. Um, I just gave them to you: Qatar, Brazil, Belgium, France, Argentina, England, Spain, Portugal, England, England. Okay, England. Okay. Uh, so the US. England. US gets- then pot two will be the US. Uh, pot three. Um, we'll end up getting like Serbia. Serbia, you want Serbia? Yeah, we'll get something. We we'll get like a Serbia or like a Tunisia, South Korea. Hopefully, that we don't get Poland or Senegal. That would be bad. So, uh, pot three is Senegal, Iran, Japan, Morocco, Serbia, Poland, Korea, uh, South Korea, and Tunisia. Yeah, because if we got if we got Senegal or Poland, that becomes a group of death already. <laughs> it is instant group of death. But you can only get one of those. So what do you? That's what I'm saying. If you got Senegal oh, or Poland, got, oh yeah, guys. Right, so who do you want? Who, who do you think is gonna? I want Serbia. You want Serbia? Okay. I want Serbia. Yeah, we want of, you, Serbia. We're calling you out. And then out of pot four. Pot four. I know who we don't want. You don't want Cameroon. I don't want no, I don't want Ghana. Oh, you don't want Ghana either? No. So here's the question. Can we get somebody from our like could we potentially play like a Canada or I believe so, just because the amount of European countries that there are, you two Europeans end up usually in the same group. I want Saudi Arabia. Okay. <laughs> All right. We want we want Saudi Arabia. All right. So here's here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you two Argentina scenarios. So that'll this will kind of fill in both, right? So I'm going to give you the Argentina scenario where the US is in the same group as Argentina. And I'm going to give you an Argentina scenario where the US is not. Cuz I believe there's a big chance for whatever reason I have a feeling that the US is going to play uh Argentina. So here we go. So in pot one, obviously, would be Argentina. Pot two would be the USA. Pot three, I think it's going to be South Korea. Um, and then pot four, we're going to go, we're going to basically go one, one per conf or one per federation. And I'm going to say, uh, Cameroon. So I, I have a feeling that this could a be a group, group, which this would be a tough group. It's not a group of death group, but it's a tough group. It's a tough group, though. It's, a, it's not an easy group. That's no, no that's easy. Group. So then I'm going <laughs> to give you the second. Scenario. I'm going to give you the second scenario. You got to get one win and get points in that group. Argentina. Okay. I'm going to give you the second. The second scenario is Argentina. Denmark. Why not Germany? 
No, 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 no. Yeah, I can I can see that a rematch of that World Cup. No, no, no. Uh then uh, we're gonna do we're gonna do Denmark, then Iran. We've, we've played them before. Played them before. One nothing. What is this? Argentina automatically to the to the the last time we played stages? Iran. Last time we played Iran was like an 89th minute goal by Messi. Wasn't easy, it wasn't a picnic. Um, and I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go um and I'm gonna say it'll be I'm gonna say that New Zealand is gonna beat Costa Rica and we're gonna play New Zealand. Scoring goals for New Zealand. Uh I don't know. Right. Who's scoring a goal for Costa Rica? I know Canada is stopping goals from Costa Rica. So those those are my two predictions. You wanna do you wanna take a stab at a uh an Argentina group prediction? I want to take a stab at a group of death. I mean, a group of death would be, it's an easy, there's an easy one. Brazil, Germany, um, Senegal, uh, Canada. Canada. Got to screw, screw Canada over at that point. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Canada. You know, I just know as an American, I know who we don't want to play. That's Ghana. We just don't want to play Ghana. There's a couple scenarios where there's there's some really good, interesting groups that could be formed out of this, you know? Yeah. I mean, um, in part one, I mean, we're definitely shooting to play Qatar. Yeah. Like, that's the... That's who everybody... I don't mind playing... Yeah, I don't mind playing England, like, because they fold all the time anyway. Um, and, you know, they'll probably be in the hotel partying late. <laughs> Phil Foden? Yeah, I mean Belgium wouldn't be bad except for Tim Howard's not there. So like, the Secretary of Defense is retired. Like we don't really play bad against a lot of these teams. Like Portugal is usually tough, but yeah, you just a lot, of, stay a lot of different options. So we just we don't want to play teams that are gonna just attack, attack, attack. But here's what the cool attack. thing is: next next week we get to we get to find out. Yeah. What do you think the chances are of us being able to get into the 2026 World Cup draw? Podcast row. Is there a podcast row in the World Cup draw? No, maybe you guys chat. Chat's probably got connections. Let's go. I, chatter, chatter, Lou. Can I? What do you think the chances are of either of us pulling out one of the balls from the pot? Oh, that's slim. That's slim? Yeah, it's slim. that's not happening. Not even like the last ball, the one that nobody wants to pick up because everyone knows. You might, you might get one of the practice ones. Oh, that'd be great. I'd love to do it. I'd love to do the practice balls. The practice. <laughs> the practice simulation or the practice. Yeah, you might be a practice player, but I That's don't fine. Think you're I'll be a practice player. I'd, I'd be okay with being a practice player in the World Cup. World Cup draw. Yeah. So, I mean, that's. I think that's about as far as you can get. The cool thing is about the World Cup is that the schedule's already out, so you, we already know <laughs> as soon as we plug and play, we're good to go. We know what time we're getting up. <clears throat> uh, yeah, we got to get up across the world. For part of it. I mean, it all depends on how, long, how late you sleep. <clears throat> so, all right. Well, let's, yeah. we'll, find, we'll find out today, right? We will find we'll out find today. out today. We'll know more today about who's playing where. What time? Yeah. And how much a ticket's going to cost? <laughs> well, that's that we can already probably tell it's a lot. Um, all right. Player of the match. I got two player of the matches this week. I'm giving out to Hannah Coker and Emma Funk. 
Uh, Hannah Hannah scored four goals against AI. Uh, so she's already got seven goals in three games. And then Emma had a really nice assist and also a really nice goal. So they've been they've been killing it for the Ducks. Stuff. So so for the Ducks, quack quack. Where's the yeah? I was gonna say where's the sound bite? Quack quack. I don't. We don't have a quack quack sound bite, but uh, we gotta work, we gotta work. We'll work on it. All right, who's your player of the match? Greg Berhalter. I gotta give it to him. That was it's been it's been an impressive scenario for especially with the amount of players he's brought in. Yes, you can honestly say we don't even know. We don't even know the solidified 23 going to the World Cup at this point. Like, there's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to come down to who's in form at that point. Sebastian Legette is out. Sebastian Legette is definitely out. But I like, I like that the World Cup's in November because when it's in well, the, the summer, MLS, MLS is coming in form, right? MLS, everybody's coming in form, right? Like, your overseas guys are in form. MLS is coming in form. Like, it's not like the overseas guys have played a whole season. They've gotten their rest. They, they're informed. Like, everybody's informed. So I don't think this is a bad format. I think it only helps us, you know, be able to pick the best 11. Yeah. Um, I think our forward has to come from MLS because he's probably going to be scoring the most goals. Um, But I think there's some there's some good locks there. I mean, I think Christian Pulisic is definitely a lock. Gio Reyna is definitely a lock. Zach Steffen. Better catch some balls, but he's definitely a lock as a one or two. I think the goalkeepers. <laughs> I think the goalkeepers are locked in. The two goalkeepers are definitely locked in. You don't think it's all three? Who's your third? Matt Turner, Zach Stefan, Matt Turner, and who's your third? Ethan Horvath. We'll see. I see. I think so. We'll see. Maybe I mean, not. Matt Turner has to get find a way to get minutes at Arsenal. Yeah, but that'll be hard. But yeah, we'll see. Um, I think your outside backs are like that committee we have is good. Yeah, like you, you take more outside backs just to cover. Virginia Dest has been inconsistent. Center backs really the big question mark. Who who do you pair there? Is it Miles Robinson and Walker Zimmerman? Is it is John Brooks make his name way back in there? Is Mark you know, we'd, love to, we'd love to see Mark McKenzie get in. Um, that would be huge. I mean, Weston McKinney rehabbing, I think he gets in. Tyler Adams. Tyler Eunice, the lock. Eunice Musa. Yep. Kellen Acosta. Tim Weah is going to get in there. Tim Weah. Brendan Aronson's getting in there. It, it's, so, yeah. it's a good squad. But it's going to come down to who comes in the form. Like, the question is, is it and this is the part that's always happened in World Cups. Like, if you look at the average year of teams that win the World Cup, it's always um, like in the 26, 27-year-olds. So the U.S. would be coming in with a really young team, um, which could be could be an issue, but we'll see. Yeah, we're probably, at, we're probably closer to 22, 23 years old. Yeah. Maybe maybe twenty four. I think just because some of them throw off the little the skew there, but I think. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So we'll we'll have to see. So it's a good player of the match. I like it. All right. On this day in soccer history, April first, two thousand and six, Leicester opened up their new stadium. Um. In two thousand and two, but on in two thousand and six, they set the record attendance, but it wasn't by 
football. It wasn't soccer. It was rugby. Rugby set the stadium record only because rugby is uh, the way rugby is played. And I guess the way fans are allowed to be in there, there's less spacing that needs to be like kept. So there's more seats available to rugby than a football match. So 32,488 was the the record. Uh, At that point, it was called Walker Stadium. And it was for the Heineken Cup quarterfinal between the Leicester Tigers and Bath. So um, the interesting thing is that Leicester City ended up having 32,242 people. So not far off. um, And that was in their first match in 2015 on August 8th against Sunderland, which would be the year that they won the Premier League. Interesting uh, fact. Yeah, absolutely. All right, fair play of the week. Uh, My fair play of the week goes out to Barcelona and more specifically the Barcelona women's team. Quarterfinal, Barcelona versus Real Madrid for the Champions League. Camp now, 91,553 people. Yeah, biggest biggest women's match ever, right? Yes, yes. It beat the 90,185 from the Women's World Cup in 99. So, um, yeah. America. 91,553 people for the 5-3 to three win, or 5-2 to two win, which, would, which then ended up being a 8-3 to three aggregate for Barcelona. So big shout out to Barcelona, big shout out to Alexia Boteas because she was recognized at the beginning of the game for winning the women's Ballon d'Or as well. So Barcelona women's team absolutely killing it and made it to the semifinals who they'll now play Wolfsburg in the semifinals. Lyon against PSG once again in the semifinals of the Champions League. This has happened multiple times. Uh, so those are Speaking our, of those, PSG. Those are the two semifinals. And I send you that uh, thing of League Un yes. payroll. Yes, you do. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah, if you they don't know what we're talking them. about, uh, there was a massive payroll. Uh, not not issue, but... Um, Basically, the top 20 slots of League Un, PSG yeah. owns probably over 15, probably like 16 or 17 of those slots. Yeah. And they still cannot get the job done. No. Still struggle with it. Still struggle with it. Still struggling. Um, all right. Who's your fair play of the week? My fair play of the week is going to go to Subaru uh, because tomorrow I'm going to the Philadelphia Union game and I'm going to be trying to be one of the first people there that drive a Subaru soccer park for free. Nice. So Subaru Park, driving a Subaru. I think it's the first 70 car, 70 Subarus can park for free. Nice. So tomorrow I'm going to try that out and see how that works. How early are you getting to the game? I'm getting to the game early. Like I'll what probably be there. I think it's a six o'clock game. I've got to double check. So you're uh, basically going from rec to. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to camp out. 730. It's not bad. Yeah, so I'll probably have to get there around like 730. 4 or 430. And All right. uh not bad. Get in there. Get in there and see if I can park for free. I'm going to be upset if I got to pay. <laughs> just ask to speak to a manager. <laughs> I'd like to see your count of Subarus, please. Yeah, I want to see the 70 cars that beat me. 
You think somebody takes out their like Ford logo and put because the Ford logo and the Subaru logo are probably the same shape. <laughs> they are right? sick if they, they do that. They are sick in the head. Because <laughs> you know the people that aren't like being legit about counting. Like they don't recognize everybody that drives a Subaru. Like it's it. Oh, shout out to all 70 guys that got the park for free. You put them on the big screen. Right. They don't care. They're just like, God, God. Ford Focus with a Subaru. <laughs> Little... We're fighting. And, they, and if they're like right in front of me, we're fighting. <laughs> Taking their tires and throwing them in the Delaware River. <laughs> in a drag race, Fast and the Furious style in the, in the parking lot. Put that sport mode on. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. That's Subaru Park. Drag race at Subaru Park. I'm going to try to do that as many times as I can this year. Like that is... Drag race at Subaru Park or try to park? No, park for free. <laughs> oh, okay. Just making sure. So I got uh, back-to-back games. I got three go. home games and... In, uh, I'm uh, my team is playing. My team is playing at the link. By the way, tomorrow. Yeah, I heard tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow Thanks for the invite. I was. I didn't set it up. You got to go to the game. You go to the game. We're you're you're park. You're in the parking lot. That's fine. I'll go on the train and ride up there after I already parked. You're got, in got to kill some time. You're in the parking lot. By the way, uh, big shout out to to soccer Dan. He he texted and said tell everybody he says hi. Soccer Dan. So big shout out to Soccer Dan who is who remembers uh, we have a podcast. Who remembers we have a podcast. So thanks, Soccer Dan. Um, whenever you listen to this, there here's a shout out. All right, uh, Dwayne, let's get ready for tomorrow. Yeah, rec season. Showtime. I was about to ask what's tomorrow. Rec season. <laughs> There's a lot going on this weekend. <laughs> the World Cup schedule's out tomorrow or today. That's what's important. Yeah. That's that's what's important. All right. Thanks. Oh, wait. Don't forget to follow us on social media. Facebook.com slash Delarinian. Instagram at Delarinian Soccer. And of course, the podcast uh, Instagram at The Soccer Podcast. Thanks for joining us this week. And remember, always receive the ball on your front foot. 